Ladies, humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM, and this is your co-host Robbie. Smooth again this week. Oh yeah, smooth like peanut butter, Robbie. Yes. Uh, do you prefer smooth or crunchy? I like chunky peanut butter. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, crunchy, I guess, is the term. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Hey, guess what? We have an entire episode about our favorite peanut butters. Settle in, buckle up, get ready to get peanut fucked, because here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also... Uh, what, Robbie? Well, following uh, last week's podcast about the villains... Uh-huh. I played uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, you did? You started I did. it? I did. And I played enough of it to get the, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> I don't you, want to spoil so got, it for anyone. <laughs> you got pretty far then. Yeah. So you played, you played it. I, yeah, did I you enjoy it. it? It's old, I know. It's but old. Did you enjoy it? It's very old. Um, yeah, I mean, I it, it's difficult to say I enjoyed it because <laughs> I, I think a lot of it was just I kind of persevered with it, you know, just because I wanted to play it, you know, like, yeah. m- more than actually. Oh, yeah, I love playing this game, but I did like uh, the world building. I really like the characters. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Um, from from the get go, the first guy, Carthonasi. Is he is he like the the guy that you escape with? At the yeah, beginning? Karth. Yeah, yeah, Karth. Karth. That's it. Um, I really liked him. I thought he was a really yeah. good character. Um, yeah. And uh, it was it made me laugh like how much of the how much of the story kind of was just slight reworks, you know, of like existing Star Wars storylines, just so that they yeah. could like try and fit it all together. Um, but it was good, and uh, I, yeah, story story wise, is really good, and and I did mm-hmm. like the. I don't want to spoil it, but you yeah. got to the Revan reveal. Yeah, I like the Revan stuff a lot. I thought it was really cool. Right. Yeah. They like, should make that. Like that should that feels like it could be really good. Like canon, if they kept it canon. I don't know if they have though, because it's legends, right? Uh, I mean, I want. I mean, it all was before Disney bought star wars and then was like all this shit that's been canon for years isn't any canon anymore we got new products we got the baby yoda bite a baby yoda you fucking mooks watch all uh, the watch the fucking the 101 dalmatians while you're at it on disney plus why don't you <laughs> the baby is yoda it... loves the 101 dalmatians <laughs> you buy it with your money you you fucking idiots hey you like mickey fucking mouse you like uh jabba the hut then too we got they got all these books with this story that people love. But fuck it. It's, it's the Emperor's daughter. It's the Emperor's fucking daughter. You fucking idiots. You fucking idiots. Buy the Star Wars. Sorry, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> I um uh I I do have uh one other thing. Um, yeah that I will mention before uh we crack on with whatever you want to chat on next. Um uh <laughs> whatever you start screaming I, about. I, no, you, I've yeah. made I've made I've made a little uh contact uh jingle. Well, it's not really yeah. a jingle. But I've made a little you know contact the show type thing so that we don't have to keep remembering to tell people to uh subscribe and review and get in touch to ask us questions. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to insert it off uh, like i'm just describing it to you now and then i'm gonna insert it and uh from now on uh we just don't have to worry about it anymore we never just have to say we never type have to hashtag say... f-o-r-k-c-a-s-t on yep. the twitter yep which or... by the way there aren't any right now i checked brilliant um no questions on discord either um mm-hmm. and also uh uh, yeah, leave us a review, five star review, and all that kind of stuff. What I've decided is that if people leave us really good reviews on iTunes, uh-huh. then they might get themselves a little Steam code. How's <laughs> yeah. that for an incentive? Is that allowed? Is that is that are we allowed to reward people for absolutely, uh, absolutely. giving us good reviews? I if if I deem <clears> it good, I, I'm just I'm just gonna say you know. 
I, there's oh, no like ethics I, I, committee I mean, that we have to I mean it's Apple come on but also uh, you know I, I will I will look favorably on uh, on the five star reviews I'm not gonna lie but you have to write something you have to write something that we can read out on the podcast and if we read it out on the podcast then uh, we'll send you a steam game hey there thank you so much for listening to the Devolver Digital Forecast um, we hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at forkcast at devolverdigital.com. You can also join the Devolver Digital Discord server. There is a Forkcast channel on there where you can talk with us and other listeners of the show. And you can also hashtag Forkcast on Twitter with any questions or feedback or lovely things to say about me. Lastly, if you could uh, subscribe on your preferred podcast platform, that would be lovely. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we will choose the best reviews to hand out some games. It's F-O-R-K-C-A-S-T, Forkcast. Back to the show. I've just decided. All right. Mm-hmm. We should send him one of the classics, like one of the one of the old, really good ones. That like that people don't you know that they're kind of like the hidden gems the yeah, uh, the yeah. treasures the lost treasures of Devolver com like uh, maybe something like well I don't know Oli Oli oh Oli Oli's good yeah Oli Oli's good and there's Oli Oli too back to Hollywood or Return to Hollywood or Oli Hollywood Express forgotten subtitle Oli Oli Otson Free. And um, what's that other one? Not a hero. Not a hero. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Those are all Roll Seven games, Robbie. They are. Hmm. I miss those guys. Me too. What was that guy's was, name uh, who we used to be really good friends with? Uh, uh, was it John? What's your name again? John. Hey. It was John. That was it. Hello. <laughs> It's John. <laughs> I saw that segue building and I was like, do I, do I unmute and go like, oh, wait a minute. See, it's like you've never been away. You know exactly how to slide back in. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a bit concerned that you said we used to be friends. Like, what, did I, what did I do? That was that's Robbie. Exa- no, but that's that that's, gets the listeners excited, doesn't it? Because they're like, oh, what's going on? What are they talking Cause about? Because we had a falling out. Yeah, we had that 20, 20, 2019 beef that we don't we talk about anymore. Yeah, about, about Star Wars and Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought the baby Yoda. There was no coming. <laughs> oh, have you been? Have you been watching? Have you been watching the Mandalorian, John? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> You're, you had a tweet about the Mandalorian that is my favorite thing to come out of that show's existence. Will you recite that tweet for us now, John? It's that I just wish it was a documentary show about a man who thinks he's the car from Back to the Future. <laughs> I tried so desperately. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, I would watch that show. About a Me man too. I would watch that show. DeLorean. Fucking hell. Like he oh. just runs down the street like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> if I can reach 88 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. But then it works. Like doc, if he, doc, like, if he go actually back. does it, it works. Climb on my back. (laughs) (laughs) Showing people his flux capacitor. Yeah, it's just a backpack (laughs) with flux capacitor written on it. (laughs) Thermos full of, I don't know, chicken soup. Uh, I tried desperately to find a gif from uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Do you guys remember that movie? So I was literally about to say that when you were talking about a guy turning thinking he's a car because there's like, the scene yeah. Michael Jackson turns into a car yeah. a big silver car dang I've forgotten this? about that I, I, the only bit of that movie I remember is there's some bit with tons of spiders yes and I'm not oh, the wow. biggest spidery fan and that scene scared that's, the fuck yeah. out of me that's really early on they go into like I a little cave don't they yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson finds them, and Joe Pesci is like an evil drug dealer. Yeah. He's like a yeah. child snatcher, isn't he, or something? And then. It's ironic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Well, anyway, Michael Jackson turns into a car and a robot and a spaceship. So. Oh, that's right. He turns yeah. into a spaceship too. Yeah. We all know who the real winner is here. Welcome to the show, John. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. It's John, nice will you? Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was no, just going to say, ahead, John, will you introduce your uh, your yourself in a professional capacity to our audience? Who are uh, you? Who are you with? What do you do? What might they know you from? Hello, I'm John Ribbins. I'm uh, one of the founders of Roll7. Um, and sounding like Troy McClure, you may remember me from such video games as <laughs> Oli Oli and Not a Hero and Laser League. Oh, yeah, Laser League. Yeah. yeah delicious I, lasers. I'm, I'm in one of the trailers for Laser League. <laughs> oh, you are. Yeah. I am. I'm absolutely pissed off my face as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? There was a, what was it? It was like a tournament. Yeah, we did like a live tournament um, and free bar because that always yeah. goes well together. Exactly. And I and I showed up to be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and uh, ended up uh, entering the tournament with some guy. I can't even remember who I was playing with, but we played. And then, uh, and then your videographers were there shooting like a trailer and uh they got they got me and the guy i was playing with to do like a post-match interview <laughs> and i had been drinking for like a good three or four hours by that point so yeah, it was, was pretty wrecked. pretty coherent interview for the amount of <laughs> well they, I, you know i'm a pr guy and i, I know i know how to <laughs> was that the interview <laughs> i'm a pr guy yeah it means, it means i like, like this game means i know i can turn it on i can uh, when i've been drinking it's fine i can i can switch it on when i need to and, uh, and i know how to i know how to rep my pals <laughs> yeah clearly because you, you were one of the few that we caught to actually put in the thing <laughs> i think i just shouted the most yeah, that was good. Ah. That was good. Good evening. Yeah. So, Oli Oli, John. Yes. That came out of your brain. Came out of the brain pipes, it did. That was And uh and you won you won a BAFTA for that. We did, we won a BAFTA. So that game was really I tried making that game in like click and play when I was like fourteen. <laughs> but I wasn't good enough at click and play to make that game when I was 14. And then, yeah, did another version of it kind of bored. How, mu how much of this do you, do you want to hear? Do you want, do you want the abridged it. version? Well, I think it'd be interesting to know kind of like how you started out and then, uh, yeah, and then where, where Oli Oli came from. That's, I think that's like the most kind of notable game that people know I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you made bits and pieces before Oli Oli, yeah. but Oli Oli was kind of the <laughs> nothing noteworthy. The game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oli Oli was the game that put you on the map. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, before that we did like gun for hire stuff, basically. And being incredibly bored of doing gun for hire stuff, I made a a mobile version of Oli Oli that was just literally jump and then press A to land and not slam on your face. Um, and that was really addictive and we were like maybe we'll make a mobile game and then I ended up showing it to someone who worked with Sony who then sort of said oh you should go and meet the Sony guys um, so we showed it to them and they went would you want to put this on the PlayStation Vita and in Ooh. all honesty at that point we'd never heard of the PlayStation Vita but we said, <laughs> but we said yes because they had money um, <laughs> and we literally walked out of that meeting and me and Tom were like we should probably go and buy a PlayStation Vita shouldn't we so amazing went, went and bought one um yeah so that basically came from like a that prototype was made in like click and play as well um and then we stupidly oh, I don't know yeah stupidly decided that we'd actually try and make Ollie Ollie one just in like straight C++ and write everything from scratch because uh, at that point like unity didn't you couldn't build unity game like, like you couldn't build a Vita game in unity so there wasn't like an hmm. engine that was sitting there for us to use so we yeah. wrote our own engine from scratch to make Ollie Ollie on the Vita and it took us three months to draw one pixel in the left hand corner of the screen 
Holy moly. I do remember. Do you have like, a name for the engine? <laughs> Sorry? Did you have a name for the engine? Oh, man, I don't even know if we did. <laughs> like we just... oh, you need to patent that shit. <laughs> or, <laughs> or just put it in the bin because the piece is done now. <laughs> uh, but I do remember, like, me and uh, Nikos, who was, like, our, who was a programmer on both Ollie Ollie 1 and Ollie Ollie 2, like, I remember... Um, Tom come into the office and we were like super excited and we were like, it works, it works. And he was like, what? And we were like, look, and just showing him this like blank screen with like a gray square in the corner. And he's like, what is it? And we're like, we can draw to the screen. Like we can actually start making the game now. Um, and he was much less excited than we were. Um, yeah. So we did that one. And um, that, that took, it only took us a year to make that game but like the hmm. the process of sony saying they wanted it to us actually signing a contract and making it took like six or seven months and in that mm. time it was like don't touch don't touch holy ollie just wait and see what happens um yeah and so in that interim period i messed around and made you're not a hero um you you are you are not you a hero. are not a hero yep um <laughs> and i went to a i went to like a lecture i can't remember what the dude's called but um like a kind of inspirational speaker kind of person and his talk was like contact your heroes like find your heroes and contact them because they probably are actually interested to hear from you and so me we got we went to that talk and we were like we should just send this game to devolver and see if they're interested <laughs> um and they were. So we kind of ended up in this crazy situation where Devolve were like, yeah, we'd be really interested in doing Not A Hero for you. And we we'd gone from being like this studio who never thought we'd get to make games of our own and so did go for higher stuff in like marketing and like Facebook games, marketing campaigns and stuff like that to go like, sweet, we're going to make Ollie Ollie. And then in the gap before we started it, Devolve were going, well, we'd be really interested in doing Not A Hero and having to go, can you, you we really want to do it as well, but can can you wait like a year so we can do this, <laughs> this other game first? Um, so that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's crazy. So I remember <coughs> we met at, actually, the, as we're recording this, it is uh, the Golden Joystick Awards, mm -hmm. which is the UK Video Game Awards, and you and I met at the Golden Joystick Awards in 2013, was it? Dang, yeah, it probably was 2013, wasn't it? Yeah, we were all, it was the, like, you and I were among the, the, the guys who had not been before, didn't really know what we were doing there, <laughs> but we were all on a big table together. Is We were there with Graham... And uh, were Tom and Simon, Tom and Simon were there as well, I think. I okay, so a bit of a weird one, but my lasting memory of this, if I've got the right game event, my lasting memory of this was, uh, just stop me when I get to the bit that's correct, was this the one where, for some random reason, every place setting around the table got a tub of Play-Doh? Yeah, and we made a giant green knob. Yeah, we did. We made a yeah. massive green knob and had it in the middle. By of the knob, table. do you mean penis? Yes. Yes. The big fellas. Okay. And mm. I remember at one point, Robbie, it kept flopping over, and Robbie was like, it needs structural support. And so we ended up putting loads of cutlery inside it. So yeah, it we put like a fork inside it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mine so, is supported. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it would stand up. That yeah. was it. Mm -hmm. We've, we've matured a bit uh, since then. <laughs> we have slightly you build but the yeah. structure like the framework first then you add the, flesh <laughs> the yeah exactly you need a... I've, I've learned more about the anatomy the actual anatomy of a penis yeah i always now start with a cutlery armature before i build mm. the rest of my um <laughs> and i always powers. make sure whenever i am invited to an awards ceremony or a dinner party i bring uh I make sure I bring a tub of Play-Doh with me. Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that, was where, that was. That was where we met. And then I can remember, I don't, 
I guess 2013, that was before any any of the, those games had come out, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, or was Oli Oli, did Oli Oli come out in 2013 or 2014? Oli Oli came out January 2014, yeah. Yeah, so it was just before Oli Oli came out that we met. Yeah. And then, and then the rest is history, sort of. Kind of. I mean, it is history at this point. It's a surprisingly <laughs> yeah. long time ago. But we so wait, what, at, what is that history? Well, we ended up, uh, we did various shows together. All of us, in fact. Yeah. We did Gamescom. Mm-hmm. We did E3. I mean, I, th- uh, I think Not a Hero did, like, in the two years it took to make it, it felt like we did every show. We did, like, all of the packs. All the different packs and E3. I, yeah. I, I think that was kind of, I think that was par for the course for, like, that that sort of two year span mm. i think i think all the games did every show yeah we were talking about that recently actually and being like <coughs> sorry that was actually that was really useful for those games because like if you if you get people into like user test your thing they're kind of like like if you if you invite some people to come play like oh do you want to come play our new thing like it's super rare that anyone's going to show up to your testing session sit down play the game for two minutes and just be like, nah, don't like it. And like, <laughs> fuck off out of the building, right? They're going to sit there and play it. Whereas like those shows are like such an, they're like a brutal testing thing for your game, right? Because people just walk up and play it. Yeah. And if they don't like There's it, no screening they will process. literally walk away straight away. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was really good for that game, I think. Especially as yeah. one of the first things we were making, like kind of seeing it, seeing lots of players play it firsthand. And be a lot more honest, I think, than than people in testing sessions would be. It was useful. I think. Yeah. I think a lot of developers. I think certainly a lot of the people that we've spoken to on here, or just in general at Devolver, uh, have said the same thing. That mm. yeah, being able to have people, being able to just watch people play the games is like a huge thing yeah. for a developer. You see um, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's what's sticky yeah and also like the other bit of it that's really nice is like it's probably even more so the case in 2020 but like even back then it was like you're basically and you know we weren't we weren't very good at making <laughs> i don't know how it puts right we weren't very good at making games back then not like we <laughs> not like we couldn't make them but like there's a there's a difference between like making and finishing a video game that's good and also having a life and then the other version where you make and finish a video game and it's literally all you do from the moment that you wake up until the moment you go to sleep when you're not yeah. shitting or eating you're making the game and yeah. i think we were definitely back then still at that stage of making games like where would mm. you, it was like it would t- take over your whole life and so it was this really nice like five day break where you couldn't work on the game because don't touch the build because it just about works right now and people are playing it <laughs> in public. <laughs> and so no one could touch the game anyway. And you just got to be, got to A, hang out with like friends, right? Like that's how all three of us met. But also you got to see other people play it and enjoy it. And it was like these little moments of like validation where you're like, oh, fuck, actually, this is all worth the work because when people sit and play it, a bunch of them have a really good time. It kind of like re-energized you for the next three months of... 15 hour days <laughs> yeah i think i think everyone kind of gets something out of those shows you know like especially uh when you're kind of spread out as well or all, all over everywhere mm. and you don't get to see everyone all the time i think we've all missed that a lot this year yeah. were you guys we um was roll seven planning on doing taking anything on the road this year doing any shows or anything like that or you know even just kind of visiting uh shows for fun or yeah yeah we wouldn't have what's been what's your 2020 <coughs> been like basically um we wouldn't have been showing anything this year but we would have been at shows um yeah. and obviously next year um, fingers crossed fingers crossed the fingers crossed the vaccine works guys and we can all go back outside <laughs> again but like i don't know like i think we've um it's been a while since we've like announced or spoken about anything obviously we announced uh, a partnership recently yeah. um 
but yeah we're still here we're still making things and we're doing a much better job of making them as well like we we i think we came out of the sort of ollie ollie and not a hero era being like well there has to be a way to make games that well, doesn't devolve as the worst <laughs> 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 well no like that, but like that's like I, we've we've worked with lots of people over years right that aren't just devolver mm. and actually like yeah. I, I think devolver are great for not being a publisher that's like you hit this deadline or you don't get paid and you guys are better work every hour of every day to to get it done but it's almost like the flip side right like devolver like we want you to make the best game you can make and all that's that's a whole other weird kind of pressure where you put the pressure <laughs> on yourself to make the best game you can make right like um so when your parents like we just want you to do your best and you're like but i don't know how good my best is so i guess i just have to work really hard <laughs> so like it's i think we've tried we're obviously remote anyway right we were remote before not a hero was made remotely so we were remote like way before the whole covid thing mm. but i think what changed is we've tried to basically be like we don't crunch we don't work super late like we work really hard in the hours that we're going to work and then everybody has a life in the, <laughs> in the gaps in between because you're generally happier it's better for your mental health and you feel better in the time that you're working and like so it's been weird because it's like stuck indoors and it's lockdown but i think everyone i'm speaking for everybody so whatever but <laughs> i think everyone in Roll seven has generally been like happier in work this year than than previously even despite lockdown if that makes sense sure i mean the rest of it's kind of shitty but it's <clears throat> it's nice to be doing something that isn't working all the time that you're locked down i suppose hmm. i think we've because uh, we've always been remote at devolver and mm. i think something about lockdown has kind of increased the effort to connect on a more regular basis yeah. At least from my perspective, there has been that. So whereas before we were like, yeah, we're all remote. We're going to see each other at shows. We'll kind of connect here and there in, in calls and meetings and stuff like that. But I feel like there's been a little more of an effort to just maintain contact with each other. Mm. Uh, and it, it, it has been, I, I think it's like from a work perspective, it's been actually nicer for me at least. Yeah. And like 2019 was. Yeah. It's it's been an odd one for me, I suppose, because I only joined Devolver full time at the start of this year. Even though we'd all worked together for years, obviously I was in uh, the agency before, so I would only see you guys at shows and things like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, so coming in coming in on this side of things, one it was quite strange because it was like, oh, I have to get used to working remotely now and lots of my colleagues are in different time zones um, <laughs> who i need to work with regularly you know um but they but then i still in the back of my mind was like oh but it's cool because now we get to do this but we still get to go to shows and all this kind of stuff and then and then it all went to shit <laughs> so it's been like it's been a bit yeah. of a it's been a bit of a shock for me this year i think i think it's, it's probably taken until the last month or so to really kind of like acknowledge that this is i've found it really hard this year um but it's getting ironically like now it seems like the end is in sight maybe it's like oh it's getting easier now but um yeah i'm really i'm really personally uh looking forward to kind of getting back to in-person events and things like that like e even on a small scale like i don't necessarily think i ever want to go to gamescom again but, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe if there was just like 50 people there or something, it might be all right. But, um, yeah, definitely some, I, I, I want to get back to sort of just doing shows and stuff again and seeing people traveling as well. I really miss traveling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, speaking of traveling, John, um, we talked <laughs> to um, we talked to the Acid Nerve boys um, a few months ago, and uh, we ended up uh, talking about the infamous road trip to Cologne. The Jean Claude Van Jam. The Jean Claude Van Jam, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> what are your memories of the Jean Claude Van Jam? 
Um, none, because I wasn't on it, but I'm really fucking glad I wasn't on it. <laughs> uh, Were you not on that one? No, that was... Um, Simon was with us. That was Yeah, that was during Not A Hero. That was Simon and Jake. Jake, who did like all of the art and animation on Not A Hero. Oh, oh you Jake. went there. I wasn't oh, I didn't realise you went there. Oh, fuck. But it was like... Well, oh. Robbie, why don't you tell us stories about that's it? The, that's that segment <laughs> fucking done then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tick. Checks notes, crosses it up. <laughs> yeah. I, ju- I was just at the other end of a phone, like, receiving increasingly hilarious messages about how things oh are going wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really it was glad amazing. <laughs> but you mentioned Jake. Jake uh, was the... Jake, did, did he do the art on Not a Hero? He did all the art and all the animation, yeah. And a lot of the character so designs, to be fair. Yeah, that's that's some, oh man. Some of those. Okay, I do actually <laughs> want to talk a bit about Not a Hero because <laughs> it's I I it, like it is a bit of like a forgotten gem. I think like I think. Um, I mean, I think so, but I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people because I, I can remember when uh, when we first announced it. Mm-hmm. This what it was at Rezd. Jeez. in the uk in birmingham yeah and you had this little demo that i think was just like one level it wasn't final art or anything like that um and really it was almost like a almost like a proof of concept type thing that was just like this level just shows you like what the character does how you move around the levels like and this, that, and the other, and it was kind of like a score attack thing. I'm remembering it, like, back in the ether. I could be completely wrong about that. No, no, I think you're on point. It had all kinds of weird shit in there as well, like, <laughs> the characters' heads would pop up all big on the corners of the screen, and then they'd talk to you and stuff, and they all had, like, horrible janky teeth and stuff, all that kind of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, and uh, I suppose it was kind of like, yeah, it had a little bit more of that, like, Hotline Miami sort of influence Yes. to it I, I guess like back then but i can remember seeing it there and then uh yeah and then like you said it was for the whole time that was in development it was at every show so we were hanging out kind of all the time it was always seeing new versions and things like this but uh my first thing that i wanted well the main thing i wanted to talk about was was the characters because i'm really <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about like w- how not a hero like from the story and the characters like where did all of that come from because I find it really <laughs> funny now that it's 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 like a it's sort of like a, a cartoonish uh, sort of satire of uh, the UK yeah sure to some extent Am I right, or am I wildly off the mark? <laughs> oh man, um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay. Where to start? So I think right, we we had like a a fun toy, right, which was like you slide and shoot, and you can take cover and shoot people, and then you slide between cover and trip people. Like that was kind of there, even in that really early version you played. Yeah, and like I that remember. was that was like the that was the winning ticket. Like that that was the good shit. Yeah, right that's there. like that feels good. And then it's like what's all the stuff that goes around it? And I think I remember phone calls with like um, <laughs> having Skype calls with Nigel, where he's like, so what's the kind of like what's the story around it? And just like I cringe at some of the stuff I think I pitched him, like trying to come like because <laughs> we've not really done that <laughs> bit before, right? Like Ollie Ollie doesn't have a story right it's it's a series of levels to get harder that's literally yeah. the whole game um and not here i did want it to be more than just a series of levels that get harder um but it went through some like at one point you were always going to be steve the guy in the balaclava like steve was going to be the only character and you worked for bunny lord and he like he'd give you these different costumes and Steve would just dress up as all of the other characters. They were all like (laughs) outfits that he would wear. Um, But that was a bit weird. And I think it was like, I think it was just like Bunny Lord paid you next to nothing. So he'd like, he'd pay you like just about making your rent. Right. Um, Like where we ended up was basically like, I wrote this other thing 
for fun in my spare time called I think I talked about this in one of the making of things, but I wrote this thing called Hackathon, which was basically like a one-button <laughs> dungeon. I was wondering if we were going to get to Hackathon. <laughs> where you just walked in one side of the screen and there was an enemy, and you press the button, and they'd either die or not. And sometimes you'd walk into a room, and there'd be a character who'd talk to you. And like it would just use this like Mad Libs thing to make them say weird shit. And there Did was... we... Did we play this at E3 or something? I think we played we it in Venice one time. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I feel I feel like I remember it. I may have shown it. It's like it's really, it's really juvenile and really inappropriate <laughs> because like, <laughs> like Mad Libs is fun when you're a kid and you just write poo in all the gaps and then you read it <laughs> yeah. and giggle about it <clears throat> and like you become an adult and that's not funny anymore. But then when you write all of the rude words and then some normal words into something that generates it for you and then it has a weird little voice that goes along that's still really funny as a grown-up <laughs> and like it basically came from that and the best character in Hackathon was Bunny Lord because he was really weird and because he had a really weird voice and it was like what if he's just the guy that tells you what to do in Not a Hero <laughs> and then I think from there we just leaned into this idea like like if you play like Okay, so games have come a long way since 2014 in terms of how we do storytelling and stuff like that. But there's a general <laughs> feeling I felt in like shooters. I feel like Not a Hero set the benchmark. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> where we led, others followed. You know, the last exactly. of us and, <laughs> exactly. uh, and so on. There. You wouldn't have The Last of Us 2 without Not a Hero. No, no, I chat to David Cage a lot. He gets advice from me. <laughs> um, but like, there's. I think we just felt like in a lot of action games, there's. The, like the baddies are like the the kind of like generic cookie cutter baddies. Do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like oh the baddie drug dealers or like the evil terrorists or whatever. And I think what we came to is just like Bunny Lord has this really warped sense of how you be a goodie, and <laughs> and so like he's just like well if we kill all the baddies then we must be the best goodies and therefore like we win. <laughs> um, and there's a really great oh there's a screen wipe the Charlie Brooker thing. There's a really great review of um die hard four where she's called philomena kunk oh yeah <laughs> she's like there's a bit where she's basically like talking about bruce willis and she's like well i hope he's the goody i hope he's got a good reason for killing all these people because if not he's a fucking murderer <laughs> and, like, <laughs> i just really liked that idea of like I, I hope bunny lord has a good plan because if not we're just going like I guess like that Michelin web sketch, you're kind of playing the whole game being like, are we, oh, the, baddies? Are we the baddies? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a few bits as a mission where you like, you have to kill this private investigator who's got information on you. And then when you do the debriefing, if you actually read the bit afterwards, Bunny Lord's like, there wasn't really any evidence in his briefcase. There's just like some pictures his kid had drawn for him. And like, <laughs> I hope we got the right guy. And then like the cutscene kind of just ends. And like, <laughs> in the first part of the story, script there was like a lot more missions like that where it was like it seemed really justified and then the debriefing was quite dark um yeah and there were some conversations <laughs> with some people at the studio where they're like i think it feels like too blatant that like maybe he's a baddie and i feel really wrong about some of the stuff i've done in the missions so that kind of got toned back but yeah i guess like yeah. that's where we ended up it was like let's let's try and write a story where you you're not really sure if you're the goodies or not. Look, but Bunny Dog's, hmm. he's kind of enigmatic, isn't he? He's like, he's a, he's a weird chap. He's sort of lovable in his stupidity. And then in the following years, hmm. Donald Trump became president and like Not a Hero took on a whole different look. Really. So, <laughs> so this is why it's interesting now, I think, playing Not a Hero. Not that Not a Hero has any kind of like, you know, sweeping grand political statements to make necessarily. But, you know, you look at, you know the kind of the post-brexit britain and then yeah the rise of kind of donald people like these personalities like donald trump and stuff like this and then you play not a hero and you go what the fuck is going on in this world yeah. like it's not a million miles away from the kind of shit you just see on tv yeah that game happened and came out in 2015 and then 2016 happened and it was like oh okay no some of that stuff is possible in the real world and this was supposed <laughs> oh to just no. be like silly I suppose yeah so we started off with so 
as you were saying, we started off with Steve, who was the original character. Yeah. I seem to remember that there was some confusion. Now, it might just be my confusion, but I seem to remember that there was some confusion about whether or not he was like a guy with a beard or if he was wearing a balaclava. It's a balaclava, but it does look like a beard. But then again, he's only, <laughs> he's only got like seven pixels for his face. So yeah. Because <laughs> I, I remember thinking that and then I was like, oh, no, he's got a balaclava. As soon as you see the balaclava, like you totally get it and you go like, oh, God, I can't believe I just thought that was a guy with like black hair and a beard. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, and I guess it's like one of those like weird things where it's like an optical illusion and maybe other people... Other people look at him and can't, you know, and only ever saw a balaclava and think it's weird that anybody would see him with a beard. But I did. If we get to do a remake of it one day and we do it in like full 3D, there's going to be a bit at the end where he takes his balaclava off and underneath he has a beard shaved into exactly the same shape. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Closure. (laughs) Finally, finally, we can close the Not a Hero chapter of uh, Steve's beard. But a lot of those other characters went through quite a lot of iterations. There were because we didn't have any. There were no female characters when we started making it, so that was a bit of a change. We decided oh, to really? do Samantha and uh, Kimmy. Kimmy, um, I think Kimmy. Kimmy is probably my favourite character. I think she's a great voice as well. Yeah, that was another thing I was I was interested to know about because um, all the voices are really they're all like they're all very strong caricatures. Yes. So I was like, I won. I wondered where, that where you kind of got all your ideas from for those characters and why you chose those specific voices for them. Um, I said a lot of credit to Simon, who's one of the other Roll Seven founders on this, because like we had well, like Bunny Lord just makes random noises, and then we had some enemy. We like wanted barks like for the enemies in the game, and then we realized it's really weird that none of them talk. And Simon was like, I really think it will like it'll bring so much more if those characters have voices and they just shout random stuff while you're playing. Um which scaled massively, right? Because there's like nine playable characters, and so when you're yeah. like, Well, I guess they'll say something at the start of every mission, right? And then hmm. you're like, Okay, so there's like twenty one missions times nine characters. I mean, that's already bigger maths than I can do as a human. And you don't want them to say the same thing every time, so they're gonna say three different random things. So that's three times twenty one, which is sixty three. Sixty three times nine, big number, whatever that is. Sixty nine. Cool, let's go with that. It's like it just went from being like, This is a really cool idea, we should do this. And I think we recorded like scratch dialogue for Steve as being like Danny Dyer. Like, yeah, and um, door to door canvassing and murdering that guy. Like, <laughs> we recorded that and put it in. We're like, oh my god, that's just like that <laughs> just makes the whole thing right. But then that kind of reality of okay, we've recorded like four hundred voice lines for Steve, and there's like eight other characters, and we need to do all of those <laughs> voice lines for all of those people. Um, we've got an amazing guy called Damien Slash who was basically did lots of voices and he was up for doing all of the voices and we recorded i think we recorded everything every single character in the game we recorded in one day holy shit yeah we just sat in this booth for a whole day uh and he had two friends whose names i can't remember which is really really bad rasheen and I'm really sorry to the other person. Oh, well. It's all there in the documentary. We'll put the link in the comments section below. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had... Uh, did you do any voices, John? I did one. I did Cletus. Cletus the... You did Cletus. S- the Scottish the Scot- Shotgun problem solver. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> And what, uh, how did you end up doing Cletus? Um, I think Damien just didn't really like doing a Scottish accent. He wasn't that into it. And I'm not great at it, but I do enjoy doing it. And so I was just like, <laughs> what, whatever, let's just do this. Um, 
because he was going to be like a hillbilly, right? He was going to be like a kind of redneck dude because he's, he's sort of dressed like one. And then it just didn't really make any sense yeah. to have this one redneck character. So they were like, well, let's just make him Scottish instead. It doesn't have to make Basically sense. Basically the same thing. Yeah. You work for a giant purple rabbit. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite is still Mike. The guy who sounds like Johnny is Vegas. He the, is he the Johnny Vegas yeah, alcoholic guy? Yeah, he's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I like Kimmy. Clive is good as well. The James I Bond as Clive. character. Yeah, Clive. he was cool because he had the dual wheel that like yep. could fire both directions. Yep. Yeah, that was fucking yep. cool. Oh, man, fucking not a hero, man. It's, that's a fucking cool game. Oh, cheers, dude. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is. It is. I was just replaying it on Switch again recently. Uh, the Super Snazzy Edition, which is available now, mm. and um, man, it's so good. It's like we were saying, like, it kind of became this big overblown thing with all the story and the characters, but just that, like, oh, that just that 2D cover shooter slide mechanic stuff. God, it just feels so good every time. It feels good with every character as well. I like that every character has um, different skills as well. Yeah, it's the sort of thing where actually if you bought a AAA game you'd have one character who has all of those skills and yeah it'd be like a tree yeah (laughs) you would just skill up yeah instead of a tree we had nine people but i really like (laughs) i I really liked it on switch as well like the um the switch version has a slightly different renderer we had to do anyway just to make it work on the switch but it does it actually draws the pixels much nicer because of it Hmm. so it i not that I'm trying to sell you a Switch version of the game, but it does look great on Switch. <laughs> mm. So if you haven't played it on Switch, you feel free to um, leave a five-star review on the yeah. uh, iTunes <laughs> store. Maybe you'll get code. That's it. Maybe you'll get a super snazzy code. Yeah. You mentioned the super snazzy edition, and that reminds me of the trailer, which I think people should also check out <laughs> the super snazzy edition trailer, because it does involve, is it raw punching a giant scrotum? Yeah, Horus. Horus, sorry. <laughs> Horus punching a giant scrotum. Yeah. I had the Horus in my head, and then, but I, I said Ra because I'm a Philistine. Uh, yeah, Horus punching a giant scrotum. And it has yeah. a rainbow-colored no, bat shitting everywhere as well. Yeah, it's an <laughs> insane trailer. And it's Tom really Jones lovely. turning into a mechanoid robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, right, to be honest, like, we still, like, I... We had a lot of fun making that game. I think going down the route of like something that's really silly and sort of doesn't make sense is uh, super freeing when you're making your video game. Because kind of... Yeah. Everyth- and it was a very, very small team making that as well. And so um, I think we all worked too hard and too much, but it was a... That little period is a really fun period making that game. And being mm. able to go, I, I, I always come back to in the Global Megalord edition. Excuse me, one second. Set a mute so I can burp. Um, <laughs> in the Global Megalord edition, there's a bit where you kill crime scene investigators. And I remember Jake being like, I really want them to draw their own chalk outline and fall into it. And we're like, <laughs> when you kill them and I was like dude that's so cool and then he did it and it was just like those things like those conversations where <laughs> we'd come up with something really dumb and then like would actually make it a reality like and yeah that was that was dope even like the first bit we killed the first boss and he like Bunny Lord kills up the Bogdan Navatov and yeah. yeah the brief was just like I want that execution to go on for like an awkwardly long time <laughs> oh man it's so funny <laughs> bat Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so the team was small back then. So, how many folks worked on Ali Ali, and then not a hero? Like, was there growth between those two, or was it how many people was that? Ali Ali was, um, oh my goodness, between seven and nine core team, I think, and then Ali Ali two okay. was fifteen people, and then not a hero was. I mean, like, I did most of 
the stuff that Jake didn't do, and Guy Cockroft did all the audio, and uh, yeah. Simon helped out with a lot of the writing and stuff like that. So it's kind of like three or four people core. There's there's other people that obviously came in, did QA, and mm-hmm. like helps with a bunch of like the sort of back end text stuff and all of those bits. Mm-hmm. But it was a super small team. It was like four or five people made that game. So where's Roll Seven at now? Um, quite a bit bigger. We grew quite yeah? a lot to do Laser League. Um, that was like 35 people. Um, and we're still at that. 35? We're right. still at that kind of size, if not a little bit bigger now. Working on things that I can't talk about yet on this podcast, Ooh. but they are exciting. Ooh. Well, we... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, so what was the ex- what, so what is Laser League? What's the experience of that game like? Because that's a lot more... Uh, <laughs> it's less chaotic and throw everything at the wall than previous titles. Yeah, it's <laughs> Laser League is like a kind of it's it's four v four if you want, but it's basically three v three competitive multiplayer future sport game. It started out as uh, something else, though, didn't it? It started out as a game called Cosmic Ultra Neon Tactics. It did. Very. Which we, we also played together at Res, I remember. We did. We made our own banner for it. We did, yeah. Um, that was funny. I can't remember why... I can't remember why there was a spare PC. Well, yeah, I think one of the Devolver screens, uh, a build wasn't working or something like that. Yeah. So uh, you guys hijacked it. I hijacked it and we put... Cosmic Culture Neon Tactics on it, which at that point was just you had like two purple pixels and two green pixels, and so you had two v two, and each player controlled a pixel basically. And then when you'd hit the little dots, it would draw lines on the screen, which became the basis for what Laser League was. But it was much much simpler then. But it's still kind of like people really enjoyed playing that. Yeah, it was it was surprisingly addictive. The uh, even just like the the original little, yeah, it's not even a demo, is it? I suppose it was just like a little. It was kind of a full game, right? But it was just a really, really visually simple full game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was really good fun. And then how how did that end up kind of evolving into Laser League? Uh, me and me and Simon, I can't remember what we went for. We were in Paris. Oh, we did um, Paris Games Week. And um, I remember drunkenly sitting in a hotel room and we were like, what What would... Because at this point, it's still just pixels going around the screen with laser lines, right? Like 2D. It looked like something you might have played in an arcade in like 1989. It looked like the kind of game they would have played in The Last Starfighter in the arcade, like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I remember me and Simon like sitting in this hotel room, like really drunk one evening, and and having this conversation where we were like, "What would it look like if it was like the Rocket League of what we've got right now? Hmm. Like, what would it if you if you took the simple like it's football but with cars? If you were like, okay, we've got dots that move around in these laser lines. If it was the Rocket League version of that, what would it be? And obviously, I think even at that point, we we're like, it'd be called Laser League. And it'd be like future sport people and lasers. Um, and then we came up with loads of other cool names, but Laser League stuck. So we went with Laser League. Nice. Yeah. What is that on? It's on PC? Uh, PC, PS4, Xbox. PC, PS4, nice. and Xbox, yeah. It was it's one of those weird ones. We never got it on the Switch, but I think it would have been really good on the Switch in the end because you could have mm. popped all the controllers and had some extra ones, but... Yeah. yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. Couch co-op kind of thing. Yeah. It was our first f- like foray into doing, you know, I'm doing the inverted commas fingers, but like real 3D. Mm. Um, How did you find that? Mm. It was the first time we'd done that. It was the first time we used Unreal, and it was the first time we tried to do a synchronous multiplayer game that works in yeah. five different global regions on three different platforms. So it was really hard. <laughs> 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 As you might expect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, even even you just saying those words <laughs> makes me kind of on edge. Yeah, I can say that that 
easily because when people go, why do you have grey hair? I'm like, well, because we did a game that was <laughs> <laughs> synchronous multiplayer on five different global regions on three different platforms. Oh, yeah. So we should make mention of the fact that you're a silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about how handsome you are enough. More silver, less fox these days. <laughs> journey it's been. Um. <laughs> I guess we're, <laughs> guess we're done. I, I, just, <laughs> I still haven't figured out the perfect way to, to kind of wind down these conversations. Dude, just, well, just, that's enough out of you, John. Just, just cut it. Halfway through JM's laugh. After <laughs> what a journey it's been. Just get laughing and it just chops to your new little jingle and then finishes. <laughs> oh my goodness. John, it has been a pleasure though. Oh, thanks for having me. On the podcast. It's nice to talk yeah. to you again. We need to all hang out together again when the world is uh, open. <laughs> You playing any games yeah. these days, John? Uh, I'm playing a shit at Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm loving Sea of Thieves at the moment. And um, loads of like, co op stuff because Scrum Metal is great. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that Remnant from Ashes, which I think is quite old, but it's super good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that a perfect world? It's basically like Dark Souls with guns, and it's three. Yeah. You can have like three people yeah. running around. Um, and a game called uh, Gunfire Reborn, which is like a roguelike. They're all going to finish the sentence with co op shooter, roguelike. Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> finish Generation Zero, which is that like kind of weird Simon Stalanhang inspired mech. Oh, yeah. Thing. God, I totally forgot about that. It was good. And then uh, I tried to get into. Um, Escape from Tarkov, but that game is hard as fucking nails. Um, so I stopped playing it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I would last very long. I'm not very good at first person shooters, especially online. I thought I was, and then I played Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> <laughs> so that's confirmed. Roll 7's next game is a first person shooter online. Yep, 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With co op. With crafting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roguelike, crossplay crafting. Yeah. Beautiful. Where can uh, yeah. where can people keep track of you, John, on the internet? <laughs> or roll seven. <laughs> um, where can people stalk you? They should stalk uh, at roll underscore seven on the twitters. Um, or oh, I don't know. R O L L. Yeah, I should have had my own little jingle, shouldn't I? Roll seven, yeah. yeah. R O double L underscore number seven on Twitter. R O double L underscore number seven. Cool. Knock on the door. I'll cut the last <laughs> bit, but the other bit was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. No. I, this I, is I, our manner. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks for coming on, John. Well, it's been a journey, guys. <laughs> it has. What a journey it's been. It was. And it was like when you ring the bell on the bus and then it goes on a few more stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we hit a red light. Shit. Do I stay standing up or do I sit back down? <laughs> oh, wait, guys, it's my stop. I've got to go. So, guys. <laughs> John, we love you lots. It's nice you to guys. hear your voice again. Yeah, and, this was fun. uh, we will we will meet again <laughs> look for us as the sun rises in the east oh dear godspeed john godspeed <laughs> uh, thanks everyone uh...